Welcome to the Compilesroof Podcast. I am your host, Peter Whittem. Whether you're new to app development or a seasoned professional, this show covers everything from OSs to tools, news, and techniques, giving you everything you need to stay up to date and make better apps. So let's get on with the show. All right, this week I am going to be talking about using data in Swift UI views. This came about because I was recording the next series of videos in my Patreon exclusive content that I have over on patreon.com forward slash PWCOM. And what I needed to do was I wanted to create a data source that could then be used across the application. So that meant using it across multiple views, which meant that I had to dive in looking at the environment object, the observable object, and of course using state in views. So I'm going to talk about that in much more detail after the break. Time for a break. Break time over. Okay, so there's a few steps involved, and I'm going to do my best to explain them in this podcast here. It's kind of difficult to talk code, uh, you know, without using visuals, but I'll do my best to explain it, and I'll point you to some resources, and hopefully, too, it won't be too long before I've been able to edit my videos and get that part of the course up. At the moment, it's about an hour long, and I need to edit it down just to you know make it into usable chunks so as you can imagine there's a lot of rich detail in there okay so what i have is i first of all created a struct for my data model you know that describes a note this was for my code notes rebuild with swift ui so you know i have a note uh, which is a struct it contains an id a date added date modified name language and content so that's the model for that I also have another model that contains the array of those notes, right? That's kind of my main data source that I'm going to use for the application. So nothing special there at first. You know, basically it's just a class that I've created called notes with a function in there to add a note to the array. Later on, of course, there'll be other features. But the more important part is to make this usable across the application, the Swift UI application. What I had to do was use the observable object. So you do that by, in this case, saying, you know, class notes of type observable object, okay? Now, inside that observable object, I have a variable for my notes, the, which is a type array. But what I do to make sure that it can be used by Swift UI across, you know, multiple views and that, and set it up as an environment object, you have to make it published. So it actually says at published, var notes equals a note of type, uh, sorry, an array of type note. And then I have that self execute, you know, with a closure just to set everything up. Okay. So that's that part. Now, once you've got your data source, whatever it may be, and you've made it an observable object, and you've put some kind of published property in there for it to publish across the application. The next part is you would go into your scene delegate. Now in the scene delegate, it just inside the class, I've got a variable called notes and, you know, so var notes equals notes, right? It's a new instance of the notes class. So that sets up, you know, this, this data source within the application. Now, the important part is, you know, if you think about when you're looking at your code, you know, you have this func scene that Swift UI sets up for you. And in there, it sets the window dot root view controller as a UI hosting controller, you know, and then you specify the root view. And if you go in there and look, you're going to see by default, it's going to say content view. Well, that's where we need to set up our environment object. And the way we do that is by way of a modifier. So mine actually now says content view 
dot environment object. And when you put that in, it's going to expect you to specify the object that's going to be that data that becomes the environment object for the application. So all I do there is I pass in the variable that I created within the class called notes. So mine is content view dot environment object and then notes is the object that I pass in. Now, once you've done all of that, you've now got this environment object set up at the top level content view. And so any views with inside there, which, you know, unless you do something fancy is going to be all of the views in your application, you can now access it. So what you would do, I'm going to give you an example here. The way I used it, I have this kind of master detail list going on. Okay. So on the master view, which would be a list, you know, think like table view in, an, in the old world. So in there, just inside the struct, where I create the view, I have to now tell it about this environment object that I want to use in the view. Basically, every view that's going to use an environment object, you've got to set it up and tell it about it, right? Then it becomes, you know, available. Think of it as kind of like an import, but not an import. So just inside my master view, I've got at environment object, and then you just created a variable like you normally would. So I've called my notes. So it's var notes of type notes. Now, because it's got that at environment object at the beginning, that's what makes it stand out from a normal variable, right? If we just put var notes of type notes, then I would just have an instance of my notes class, not what I want here. Okay. So because I've put at environment object, Swift UI looks at it and goes, ah, okay. I know that you injected a, you know, this notes environment object up in content view. That must be the one you're talking about. So, okay, I'll go ahead and use that. It's kind of, uh, I guess, like a bit like a singleton, really. Uh, so once that's set up there, okay, I then go into my var body some view. And in my case, I've set up a list. And in that list, I have a, a for each loop. And it's going to be a little tricky to explain this, but if you've done this before with lists or you've worked with lists in any way and you've gone through and done a for each loop, in Swift UI, you'll know that the a for each in Swift UI is not the same as a for each in Swift. So what I've done is I've got a you know for each notes dot notes because I'm using my notes variable that I created okay in the view, and then inside that notes object, you may recall I've got an array. My array is called notes, right? So it's the array within the notes class. And, you know, you have to give a for each loop, some kind of ID, some way that Swift UI can uniquely identify each row in this list, right? Think of it as, you know, an identifier for a table cell, if it was a table. Okay. So, you know, I have an ID property in my object within my array. So I just tell it, go ahead and use that. So the ID is just set to ID. And then it just says, you know, note in. So note is the 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 object itself right so it's it's one as it does the loop the note is one instance uh, one object sorry within the array so you know note followed by note and so on until it runs out in the array so that gives me access to each of the notes in the array after that i've got a vertical stack now in my case i've got a component that i've built in there but you know for the sake of example here you could just say render the text out to the screen right so you may recall back in my model for my note i said that i have a name property so i could just say you know text 
note.name, right? And it's going to pull out the name property for each of those notes within the array, and it's just going to render them out. Now, this may be a little confusing at first. Play this back a couple of times and, you know, go look at the Apple documentation. If you just search for environment object, observable object, it's going to come up and explain it. That's all you have to do to make this work. Now, you know, it's very straightforward. It, it was very confusing at first because, of course, I couldn't help but think of the way we used to do things with Swift. But once you get used to it, you realize that this is a really elegant way of dealing with things. And the, the sort of added bonus that we get here is because Swift UI is doing all this complex coding in the background, we only had to do a very little bit of code to set up an object, say, this is my environment object. And then in all my views to say, hey, use this environment object. And that's all we have to do. And the beauty of this is because Swift UI is observing it and watching it and managing it for us. If that data source changes in any way, so let's say I add another note or I remove one or modify one, it's going to invalidate all of the views using that environment object. So Swift UI is going to say, hey, you know what? I need to re-render these views. So in my case here, if I do something to the data source, I add another note to the array, it's going to re-render my master list for me and automatically update it with the changes that I've made. So we don't have to do any reactive programming or you know any fancy manipulation of views or anything like that. Swift is going to take care of it all for us. Sorry, Swift UI is going to take care of it all for us. So, you know, it's it's a really nice way once it's set up of just saying, hey, you know, anytime my data changes now, I don't have to worry about updating anything because Swift UI is going to take care of it for me and I can get on with making the important features for my application. So it's really elegant once you get used to it. And I'm hoping that, of course, this is going to get a lot better as we get future versions of Swift UI. So that's basically how I've got mine set up. I'm still working on editing down all the videos, explaining and walking through this. And once that they're done, I'm going to walk through this step by step all the way, explaining it in a series of videos. And they'll be up on my Patreon for my exclusive uh, Compile Swift subscribers. So, you know, if, if you go to patreon.com forward slash PWCOM, you'll see those videos will appear there for the Swift subscriber level. If you join that tier, you'll get access to all those videos. I'm still editing. Like I say, I hope to get them up this week. Uh, depends how my workload goes, you know, for the jobby job. So with all of that said, that's it. We're done. Now, what you want to do is look up the documentation. Like I say, you want to go over to the Apple website, look up the documentation. They give you some examples there that really get you working through it. But I think my videos would be more beneficial to those maybe who are new to Swift UI or maybe even, you know, new to iOS development because I break it down in sort of non, you know, computer science ways and, and just explain it. So with that, I'll leave it there. Hopefully this has been useful for you and I will speak to you next time. Thanks for listening. There is lots more content for you to explore at compileswift.com. While you're there, why not use the contact form to reach out to me with questions or comments? I'd love to hear from you. You can also reach me on Twitter at CompileSwift. Finally, why not hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and maybe throw a review or a star in there while you're at it. It sure would make the day better. Thanks and may your code compile swiftly.